What's good, everybody? We're back with episode seven of Prospectology. Today, I'm going to switch it up once again, giving you my season outlook for my top 10 college ranked teams. Today, we're going to take a look at the Penn State Nittany Lions, but first, a word from our sponsors. How's everyone doing today? I'm your host, Looch, as always. And by the way, if you haven't seen the last six episodes of Prospectology, go check them out. There's a lot of insight and my perspective on certain prospects coming out in this year's draft. And I kind of switch it up and uh, list my top 10 college football rankings for this year. And today, I want to get into season outlook on one of the teams from my top 10. And it is the Penn State Nittany Lions. I'm going to be doing this... Uh, every once in a while from until I go through my top 10. And if you have a team that you want me to check out and do a season outlook on or a prospect that you want me to take a look at, uh, go hit me up on my Twitter. That's at Luch Bryant on Twitter. I um, look forward to your questions. I want to interact with you guys. Love the interaction. Keeps this refreshing and keeps this new if you have new ideas or things you want to talk about on the podcast, uh, feel free to hit me up there. But anyways, getting back into it, season outlook. I want to do a couple of these uh, for my top 10. And the team I want to take a look at today is Penn State Nittany Lions. And uh, last year they were 11-2. And this year I predict that they'll go about 10-2. and and I'll give you my reasons why in a little bit. But I just want to state some of the key returners that they have coming back. Uh, number one would be their quarterback, Sean Clifford, who had a pretty solid year last year. I believe he threw about 23 touchdown passes and had about seven interceptions. So um, looking for him to build off that, that pretty good year. He led the Nittany Lions to a, a Fairly decent record last year, and uh, they kind of tailed off at the end of the year, uh, but uh, they came back to life with uh, their 51-39 to victory in uh, their bowl game against Memphis, a uh, high-powered Memphis offense. So uh, that's one key returner, and, and the quarterback's arguably one of the most important positions in in all of football so and the receiving core uh the receiver a key returner that's coming back is Jahan Dotson and uh, I look for him to have uh more playing time obviously and I uh, look to see him kind of take the next step uh especially being behind K.J. Hamler last year who uh, went off to the NFL. So uh, that's a name to uh, look forward who I think is going to make some some big plays for the for the Nittany Lions uh, this upcoming year. And obviously, to me personally, they have the best tight end prospect coming out in this year's draft. And his name is Pat Fryermuth. And uh, the dude does it all. He blocks, he... He can catch. Uh, he's very versatile in uh, what he can do. And uh, the next person on the list of key returners, and this is a big one, 
is linebacker Mika Parsons. Uh, he was actually the an All-American uh, last year. And I uh, just want to give you a, some notes on him. I'll have full scouting reports for most of these players uh, later on in later episodes. So stay tuned for that and check it out. But uh, just a little bit of info on Mika Parsons, just to give you a pretty good idea of what the player is. Uh, he's six foot three, two forty five, so he, he's got a very stout, solid build for the for the position. Um, some say he's the best linebacker prospect since Luke Keekley coming out, uh, but I think he more compares to uh, an Isaiah Simmons of last year. Not saying that he is as good as Isaiah Simmons, but he does mostly the same kind of things. He's like your typical middle linebacker with his big size. But, however, he's great in coverage, so he's very fluid. Uh, He has a very fluid change of direction, very smooth going sideline to sideline. He's versatile, just like Isaiah Simmons. He is a Swiss army knife of that defense. He He's an elite blitzer. You see him blitz off the edge. You uh, see him cover. He's got the quick quickness and athletic ability to cover slot receivers. Sometimes you see him in the slot, um, especially with his coverage skills. Uh, elite pursuit speed. You see him go sideline to sideline in a hurry. It's like he's got rockets in his shoes. He... Uh, he gets there in a hurry. I'd like to see him play with a little bit better pad level because at times you see him play and and stand straight up. But uh, at the next level, he won't be able to just win off of his athletic ability alone. He has to kind of just, just be nitpicky. But uh, other than that, I'd like to see him improve on when he's chasing defenders uh, when he's chasing offensive players down the field uh he needs to be more consistent with uh tackling taking a little bit better angles but uh he, he, it's little minor things to work on but you throw the tape on of him and I'll get a full scouting report on him uh in a later episode but just wanted to give you a little gist of what the player is like um uh heading back to the key returners on, also on defense is Shaka Tony, and he's a defensive end, and he's gonna get more key. He's gonna have a more key role on the defensive line because uh, Yeter Gross Matos uh, went off to the NFL, and uh, Shaka Tony Shaka Tony showed a lot of a lot of growth and development last year, uh, along with. Uh, my last person on this on this list is safety Lamont Wade. They were both underclassmen last year who uh, played a lot of snaps for the Nittany Lions and uh, had an impact on that defense, so look for them to take the next step. Uh, but the reasoning for having them at 10-2 and two is quite simple. As If you are a fan of Penn State or... A Big Ten fan. Um, they always seem to lose 
that one game, like, they'll be on their high horse, everything's going great, and then there's that one game that kind of sneaks up on them, and, and they lose, but, uh, the Nittany Lions this year, they have key players on both offense and defense, as I listed, uh, before, to, uh, be able to compete and, and win, even win the Big Ten championship, but, uh, Especially with their schedule. Looking at their schedule, uh, two of their first three games are against San Jose State and uh, Kent State to open the year up uh, against. And I think they'll have no problem. They should win those games by more than double digits. The only uh, game within the first three weeks, they play Virginia Tech that second week. And I think Virginia Tech will give them a little bit of problems. But uh, I think they'll, in the end, uh, handle them. But it kind of sets them up nicely for uh, conference play. Gets them uh, in a rhythm and uh, gets the team, all three phases of the team on the same page <clears throat> to make it to the conference schedule, which uh, their October schedule starts what I call, or football fans call, a gauntlet, a gauntlet of games. And they kick that off by going to Michigan, which in this game... I see Penn State sneaking out with a win, but um, at Michigan, that's that's a very tough place to play. I think they, I believe they pack in more than a hundred thousand fans like a game there, so very difficult place. Uh, however, I don't think with Michigan replacing a lot of people on that offensive line, uh, they have a going to have a quarterback battle. Uh, they have to kind of shore things up there. Uh, they have a veteran running back, Zach Charbonnet, as you saw or heard in the last episode, that uh, should be able to get his fair share of yards, but uh, they're missing a lot of playmakers on offense, and that offense is going to have to gel sooner rather than later if they want to uh, have make any headway in the in the Big Ten. So uh, I believe Penn State sneaks out with a win there. Uh, then they go back home to Beaver Stadium to play Iowa. And anyone who's watched Iowa play or a fan of Iowa, they always play teams tough. Um, they got massive overpowering offensive lines every year seems like uh a lot of people call them farm boys cuz they're big strong uh physical fast uh they always seem to have playmakers in the secondary on defense and they have underrated defensive players at Iowa and they're very well coached uh they're prepared to play every week so i think Iowa could be one of those games where they could trip up a little bit, especially at home. Then they play Ohio State. Don't need to really say too much here. Uh, Well-coached, well-prepared. Got arguably one of the top three best players in college football in Justin Fields, their quarterback. They always return a bunch of players on defense. Uh, As you've heard, maybe go check out my other episodes to get a scouting report on some of those players. Uh, 
They have three offensive linemen returning for Ohio State that should make it to the NFL this year if they come out. Uh, Sean Wade leads the defense uh, after playing behind Jeff Okuda and uh, Damon Arnett last year. He'll get more playing time, and uh, dude's just a ball hawk and can play everywhere on, in the secondary. So that'll be a very tough game. Uh, I I believe coming from a team of Ohio State that I think will eventually make it into the college football playoffs. So I think Penn State can win that game. They do have the firepower to keep up with Ohio State. It just depends on how well they're playing at at that point in time. And then the last game is against Indiana in the month of October and Indiana, a lot of people sleep on them, but last year they had a sneaky good year. They're on the up and up, and uh, they're very resilient and a, a pretty good team. I mean, I don't think Penn State will have a problem with them, but as you know from either being a Penn State fan or college football fan, there's that late slate of games that Penn State usually you think, oh, they're probably going to blow this team out, and they show up, and eh, things don't really click very well, so it's good for Penn State to have those early cupcake games against Kent State and stuff to kind of get get the train rolling a little bit, as we, as we like to say, but I don't see why they can't compete for the Big Ten Championship, but there's also also other games. Uh, another game on the schedule that I I haven't really talked about is uh, Nebraska, and Nebraska's on the up and up. No matter how much hype they get every year, um, they'll Nebraska's not by any means going to compete for the Big Ten or be anywhere close to it. But Nebraska can play with the best of them on on certain certain days and I I I feel that that's another game where Penn State could probably um lose their hopes of competing for the college football playoff but other than that I do see them having a a great season they they have no reason not to. Uh, I love their head coach and James Franklin, especially since coming there from Vanderbilt, which he led a mediocre Vanderbilt team to being pretty, pretty good. So uh, he's got his philosophy now built in that Penn State program. Uh, recruiting uh, seems to be very well. Uh, just a great coach. You want to go to war for a coach like that. And uh, Coach Franklin, he's one of the nation's best at uh, preparing his team and keeping them not too high but not too low. So all in all, I think the season outlook for the Penn State Nittany Lions is a 10-2 team with hopes of making it to the college football playoff, possibly winning the Big Ten Championships competing against Ohio State. And I'm looking forward to watching the season and seeing how this all 
unfolds and I can go back to my notes and see, oh, well, I was, I was wrong on that or oh, I was kind of right. They, they did drop one the, in those four, four games of the October gauntlet, but I'm going to look forward to doing more videos like, or more podcasts like this. I hope to get some guests, some of my buddies on here to discuss and hopefully have some debate on some of these players. Look forward to giving you more content on scouting reports of getting you caught up and ready for the 2021 draft and the college football season. Thank you for listening. I'm your host, Luch Bryan. You have a question, comment, or concern, please hit me up on my Twitter at Luch Bryant. Thank you and have a great day.